0: part four chapter eighteen of short history of the christian church by john fletcher hurst this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter eighteen rationalism in germany the open door for sceptical theology in germany in the early part of the eighteenth century can be clearly seen pietism had failed to produce any general impression on the religious life of the people it had so declined as to lose the favour of many of its warmest admirers it ceased to attract even the pious there was besides a decided disposition on the part of the more orthodox to ignore the progressive character of theology and to neglect its adaptation to the advance of modern science again many who loved the sanctities of religion and believed firmly in the supernatural origin of Christianity, saw a lamentable stagnation in the theology of the period, and were thereby alienated from sympathy with the Church. Besides, they were disgusted with the controversies between the Reformed and the Lutherans, and saw in the intense confessional spirit no hope for a brighter day. The result was a religious indifference— the ready soil for a sceptical sowing. There was a singular combination of negative tendencies. All the sceptical currents of Europe seemed to concentrate upon Germany. The philosophy of Leibniz, especially as carried forward by Wolf, was of the mathematical type. Truth must be proved to be truth. If the proof is wanting, the proposition may be rejected." what cannot be demonstrated may not be true. This philosophy was reverent and had its good side, but, applied to the scriptures, has a most dangerous character. Wolf, who taught in Halle and had a large following, popularized Leibniz, carried his premises to unwarranted conclusions, and made the mathematical proof of all spiritual truths the demand of the common people." the very peasant soon talked of the new Illuminism, and proclaimed loudly that what the reason cannot accept need not be accepted. The Deism of England was rapidly transferred to Germany, and, with German adaptations, soon became incorporated with the new Rationalism. The philosophy of Descartes, combined with the more decidedly negative system of Spinoza, Found each its warm admirers east of the Rhine. French atheism had but a short march to the heart of Germany. Frederick the Great represented in his own person the German craving for French models. He had no respect for his own language and wrote in bad French rather than in good German. He surrounded himself with the leaders of the new sceptical tendency of France. Voltaire was a member of his court and gave tone to the thought of the nobility of germany the chief agent for introducing the new rationalism directly into the domain of theology was semler he was a devout man and in his life represented a pure type of christian experience he propounded the accommodation theory which represented the gospel history as an adaptation to the times of our lord and therefore that due allowance must be made in accepting the gospels for mistaken conceptions of real occurrences lessing in his wolfenbüttel fragments denied the authentic character of much of the mosaic narrative he more than any other writer was the pioneer of the revival of german literature and because of his negative view of inspiration contributed largely to the committing of the new and aspiring literary circles of germany to a sceptical interpretation of the scriptures nicolai an enterprising publisher of berlin issued a series of works called the universal german library in which he gave full play to the rationalistic writers the whole tendency of his library was to undermine the supernatural character of christianity the Weimar celebrities of a somewhat later date, Weiland, Schiller, and Gotha, were justly ranked in the same category. Herder, also one of the Weimar magnates, was a clergyman and did much to clothe the Old Testament with a living reality. But, Herder accepted, the influence of the Weimar school was negative. The general position of the rationalists was antagonistic to the orthodoxy of the period. There was no subject, however sacred, which was not treated by them. The Bible was the center of attack. The reason was made the umpire in all matters of faith. The very existence of God was subject to its iron method of deciding the truth. Inspiration was reduced to impression. The fall of man, miracle, the person of Christ, and even rewards and punishments, came in for a severe decision of human reason. The whole land was covered with the new literature. It became a passion of the times. The universities were arsenals for the warfare on the sacred standards. So industrious were the apostles of rationalism in propagating their opinions, that it was not long before the very peasantry were indoctrinated." The mechanic and the ploughman were made familiar with the sovereignty of reason, and, for the first time since the Reformation began, the Bible was laid aside in palace and in hut. End of chapter 18